happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh, listen, Lebertius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. Hi, this is Greg Rempe, host of the Barbecue Central Radio Show. And you are listening to BCRN. All barbecue and grilling all the time. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Lebertius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Here we go. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. If you're getting this on podcast, happy Thursday to you. you got a great next hour in store if you're listening live. Thanks for joining me. I always say this. If you've never seen the show live, find a Tuesday. Keep, you know, go out, go out. Find a Tuesday where you can commit to two hours from 9 to 11 and watch the show happen live. I mean, you'd never know what's going to happen. And it's not nearly as fun as you get it on a Wednesday and a Thursday because it has already happened. But why not take the delve into watching something that could be a horrific train wreck? I mean, if we're being honest, that first hour, while in concept was great, there were not some great things. That's why you tune in live, because you want to see what happens. You want to see something that might not pan out turn into gold. You want to see something that you think is going to pan out go down in the Hindenburg-type flames. This is why you want to get off the podcast just one time and head on over to the Facebook page or YouTube or go over to the audio-only feed and check out the show live from 9 to 11. Remember. This show is a live show via the internet from 9 to 11 on Tuesdays. Then, while the show is going on, it is being recorded, so I have a podcast archive of the show. That's the delineating factor. I just start, I don't know if uh, you guys know this or not, but let me go ahead and break. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Fred Greg Rempe reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. In case you missed some of my social medias, last Friday and going every Friday from at least here on out until further notice, until I tell you otherwise, I am doing a barbecue and grilling segment appearance on a local radio station here just in the town east of me. The station is in Willoughby, and currently it's kicking out around a handful of counties, but I was told by the host, who's actually a employee of the station, that they're going to be turning up the transmitter and it's going to be blowing out an hour to to hour and a half in any direction. And that will rival some of the bigger stations' transmissions also here in Cleveland. A fairly decent-sized market. So uh, that is W-I-N-T on your FM dial 101.5, on your AM dial 1330. 
And if you're real local here, that used to be W-E-L-W, but now it's W-I-N-T. For most of you, you will want to go to WINTradio.com or just search WINT Radio. It will come up. You can punch it up and get the internet feed. So right around 7.30 a.m. or 11.30 Zulu, you will find me doing some kind of live fire grilling. I'm not giving out recipes per se. I'm not telling you telling you how to. It's not like Food Network stuff. We talk about topics, and it's very beginner right now. So, you know, if you really know a lot of stuff, there's going to be a lot of weeks where we talk about cookers and fuels and basic stuff. But it's going to be, or it is every Friday around 7.30 on WINT, and I have my... They told me 10 to 15 minutes this past Friday. That was the opening segment, the initial segment. They said 10 to 15 minutes, blah, blah, blah. I got off the phone with the host, uh, John Cupo. I'm thinking to myself, if I don't stay at least 40 minutes, I have failed myself and the central light public. I roll out of there one hour later. That's right, because I'm freaking entertaining. Not only did we talk about barbecue franchises and what to expect. I also listed the top three barbecue restaurants here in Cleveland. I summarily panned another barbecue restaurant here in Cleveland, not of my own volition, but I was asked to rate one particular, and I panned them as they deservedly need to be panned because it's crap barbecue. So if you like me and you like this show and you like the energy I bring across, there's a 50-50 chance that you'll dig the segment or segments that I'm on. I'm shooting for an hour each Friday. They say 10 to 15 minutes. I'm trying to bidding, uh, get an hour. Not only that, I'm actually going to try to install some of my guests on that Friday segment. For instance, maybe I'll tell Dave Bosca, be ready at 745 because I'm going to have you on for five or 10 minutes. We're going to also break down the uh, Jack Daniels win. On W-I-N-T. Okay? Uh, once again, that station is W-I-N-T Radio. Uh, you can Google that. Uh, W-I-N-T Willoughby. That's right. Google.com. W-I-N-T. Whiskey, India, November, Tango. W-I-N-T. John Dawson asking if W-T-A-M is going to be up next. Who knows? That is the blowtorch. I would prefer a ESPN 850 spot myself, but that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But again, if you like the style of the show, I'm trying to interject my show. I'm trying to take over John Cupo's show for as long as he'll let me take it over, and then I pull back out, and I will try and re-infiltrate again next Friday. Uh, this coming week, we will probably talk about the Jack Daniels and why that competition is what it is as far as a uh, mystery and a mystique and what it's like to win it. We're also going to be talking about different styles of cookers. We might get into some meat stuff. So check me out. It's a weekly segment on real radio. Remember, this is not real radio. This is not real radio. You are not. That's right. This is not real radio. This is an internet-based show from my basement. Hey, uh, don't forget, still to come on the show tonight, Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue. We're going to be talking about his big Jack Daniels win this past weekend. That was the 30th annual event. So winning on a Hallmark anniversary, 30 years. Great. Also... We have Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers going to be talking about the upcoming King of the Smokers. We will confirm that this will indeed be the last King of the Smoker. But most importantly, we will be unveiling the King of the Smoker list right here on the show. So stay tuned for that. If you're not following me socially, please do that at BBQ Central Show on Instagram. That's at BBQ Central Show. 
Also the same on Twitter, Facebook slash BBQ Central Show. Give me a follow. Give me a like. On the Facebook, you give me a like. Then there's this, and not for the faint of heart, New York City Steakhouse serves up an eight-pound sandwich with five different kinds of meat and a cheese fondue filling for $375. Not kidding. There are meat lovers, and then there are meat lovers with something to prove. Benjamin Steakhouse Prime in New York City serves both types. For the regular steak fan, they have a full menu of different cuts, but for the steak fan who is also a glutton for punishment, or as I call a ass, there's the BMT Meat Stack. The BMT Meat Stack weighs in at a whopping eight pounds, includes five different types of meat, it also sets you back 375 bucks. The BMT available on the restaurant's bar menu, which stands for bacon, meat, tomato. We played the idea of the BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and we say, okay, screw the lettuce and we'll just add bacon, meat, and tomato. Chef Jesus Nunez told Business Insider earlier this week, the story coming from dailymail.co.uk, the sandwich is way too big to get everything in one bite, but it does include every cut of meat that the steakhouse offers. First, it starts with a piece of rosemary focaccia bread, then a pound of seasoned burger meat, a pound of thick-cut bacon, and a layer of caramelized onions. That's topped with a pound of filet mignon, two pounds of ribeye, a heaping sun-dried heirloom tomato, and two pounds of New York strip. Then the whole thing smothered in melted cognac Madeira cheese fondue, finished off with another piece of rosemary focaccia bread. Don't eat that. It's eight pounds. Do I have to do the math for you, Centralites? Eight pounds? If you eat it, you're eating and adding eight pounds in one sit. Unbelievable. Credit John Dawson for that lead. Dave Bosk coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Traeger Grills. Behind every great meal is a great grill, but not just any grill, a Traeger Grill. And Timberline's Traeger is most... (laughs) And Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro no matter what your level... Thanks to the incredible wood fire taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger Grills use all-natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traegers can handle it all. And the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check on your cooks, kick up the temperature, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right from the phone on the Traeger Grill app. Find a local Traeger dealer and check them out, or... Go online, TraegerGrills.com. Want to beef up that barbecue game of yours? Hell yeah! Traeger Shop classes are going coast to coast, bringing you barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. They're taught by professional pitmasters, the likes of a Doug Shiding, a Daniel Bennett, a Chad Ward, a Matt Pittman. The list goes on. You'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Find a shop class near you. Sign up today, TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. Telling you I use the 850 an inordinate amount, and certainly pellet cookers in general are pretty easy to work, but efficiency, capacity, and the tech interaction, really second to none. If you're wavering between Pro and Timberline series, If you have the funds and you're really into it, I suggest biting the bullet and going Timberline. That's just me. But again, check them out online, TraegerGrills.com. That's TraegerGrills.com. We are back with the 30th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Cook-Off champion, Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue. Next, stick around. We'll be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, 
bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, event organizers, check this out. The 2019 Smoking with Smithfield grant program. You have an opportunity to deepen the prize pool at your barbecue competition by an extra $3,000. Smithfield has invested almost $300,000 to date in the barbecue competition prize pools across the country. Interested? Yeah, you are. Applications only be accepted through tomorrow. Pay attention. Don't delay. Head on over to SmokinWithSmithfield.com. That's SmokinWithSmithfield.com. Again, you only have one more day. October 31st, end of day, SmokinWithSmithfield.com to apply at the grant program. All right, mid-August, we caught up with my next guest to recap his Reserve Grand Championship take at the American Royal Open Contest. Fast forward two months, and we are now joined by the pitmaster of the team, Butcher Barbecue, who can now add 2018 Jack Daniels World Champion to the list of contests won. Let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills Hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show and reigning Jack Daniels champ, Dave Bosco. That's got to sound good, Dave, right? Man, it sounds crazy to say, but yeah, I guess you can say it. How did we? How did we think? How crazy did we think Reserve Grand Champ at the Open sounded? And how can you compare and contrast RGC at the Open and GC at the Jack? Oh, I think the Jack is far important to me, and I think to. Cooks that go to it understand how hard it is to get into it first and then to have a good cook and then just that in itself, the 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 hollow, the the camaraderie that's down there, man, when someone's winning, there's not a team in there that's not rooting for you, even though you're competing against them. It's it's just unreal. Dave, do you think that for the teams that haven't been to the jack or, or maybe they haven't been very competitive we'll talk about how you actually can get in there because there's a couple different ways but if they haven't been they are more partial to an american royal invitational or an open and then maybe once they get into the jack and, and they start to finish well uh, they kind of take more of, of your mindset where they feel that the jack uh, through a number of different reasons is is the more prestigious or, or the more important one for them it's definitely, in my eyes, more prestigious. Is it more important? They're both very important, and they both have their place in this um, barbecue cooking world. But prestigious, no doubt about it. In my mind, it's it's the Jack. All right, so let's talk about the Jack and how you qualify for the folks that aren't familiar. Maybe they're just tuning in for the first time and don't really know about competition barbecue. We have, I guess, what you would call majors during the course of the year, you have a Memphis of May, you have the American Royal, both the Open and the Invitational side, the Jack Daniels, used to be the Sam's Club, but that's no more. Um, how do you qualify for the Jack Daniels? You can qualify by winning a grand champion in a specific state, and then your name goes into a draw, provided the grand champion meets certain criteria. That can be long and lengthy, so we'll leave that to the people that want to go read about it. Sure. Um, then your name goes into, for lack of better words, the pot, um, your name goes on a bung, which is the cork that keeps the, the kegs sealed. And then once a year, they pull the, your name out of the bung from that state. And out of all the teams that won a grand, only one gets to go. Uh, another possible way is. Uh, win seven grand champions within that calendar year that they specifically or that they specify, um, and you get to go. Another possible way is to spell your name Iowa Smoky D's, and you get to go. <laughs> that- <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> oh man, he goes every year and he rocks. I mean, he's a machine. <laughs> uh, I believe you can also qualify like some states it's the only qualifier so if you go and you win it then you're automatically in you don't have to go through the drawing process or something like that that's correct yes 
All right, so, uh, you know, not a number of different ways to get in, but it, it does exclude. So, you know, one of the, the ongoing back and forth of the American Royal or the Jack is, you know, the, the American Royal, if you win, everybody is given an opportunity to show up wherever it's going to be in Kansas, and it has varied over the last number of years, to show up and go against each other. The Jack, you could always argue, and it's always leaving perhaps some of the best cooks out that year. For instance, uh, you know, Tuffy Stone wasn't at the Jack this year. Uh, there was a number of other cooks that you would think are uh, very elite, but they didn't get their name pulled, or they didn't win seven, or they didn't win a single qualifier, and so they're off to the side, and people want to make the argument that it's not showcasing the best of the best. Well, uh, I understand both sides, but as far as showcasing the best of the best, um, you got to say who's hot, who's not. Um, uh, love Tuffy to death. Um, you pulled his name out of the hat, so let's talk that. Sure. The man's been so busy, he just hasn't had a chance to stop and do competition cooking. Can he pick it up and do a competition cook? Absolutely, and, and will has as good a chance to win as anybody. Um, and can he? Absolutely. He he can go cook tomorrow and probably win the, the jack. There's no doubt. He's sure. been winning this jack man out there. No doubt. Um, but the average um, man, anybody like me? No, probably not. We, we can't just go win it every time. So it takes a year's worth of testing and tuning and fine tuning and and all that just to just to put it together for that one Super Bowl cookoff. Uh, Dave Bosk joining me here on the show, Butcher Barbecue. Uh, Dave, I mean, you're not winning. Is it new to you? I mean, you have won uh, dozens and dozens of grand championships and reserves. You've finished, you know, very high in team of the year point standings. I mean, doing well and being a consistent cook is kind of your hallmark and your calling card. But when you take down a grand champion, the likes of the Jack Daniels, do you think to yourself, even though I've been this good for this long, you didn't know if you were going to be able to to bring this title back to Oklahoma or in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hey, as long as everything lines up, uh, why not Butcher Barbecue? No, I never think that we have an upper hand or anything like that. Never at all. I, my goal going into any cook-off, this one, the Royal, any of them, is I, I just want to go in and cook my food, and I'm, I'm extremely honest with myself when it's done. I'm, I'm a realist. If I don't hit the marks that I want the meat to hit, I can't expect the judges to give me that score. Um, and I've learned a few things about the meat that you have to take. Um, uh, there's, a, there's as good a meat as we've always taken to contest. I have figured out that there's another level out there, and that's what it's taken to win today. Uh, I think it starts with the meat. It takes the consistency. It takes the the the, the flavors, and it's then it boils down to getting it cooked right. And I, I just never think that it's we've got an upper hand and. As I if I said to a lot of people, is you know you ride the wave. Right now we're on the wave, but you have to remember all waves hit a shore at some point. Um, so it's just how you ride that wave into the shores. One of the unique things that I saw as the results started flowing in, and and especially the final results. If we roll back to mid August, Darren Worth from Iowa Smoky D's wins Grand Champion. At the open portion, you win reserve, and you look at this past weekend, uh, you guys reverse roles. You win, and uh, Darren comes in reserve grand. It was kind of a a unique finish, if you look at it, from winning and uh, coming in second in majors. Yeah, yeah, we were standing there at the top after everything was called, and Darren told me uh, a little something, and he told me what he did on his pork, and it bit him with essence I, I changed my brisket at the royal and i felt like it bit me at the royal so you know it kind of goes both ways there and i uh, tell you a little funny story we were standing up there talking and darren's already been there he's been there several times yep. and i hadn't and i said now i know what it feels like to be like you and he says you know what he says you get to go talk to the media he says i'm gonna go get drunk <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's like a whole different thing that you uh, now get to be used to is having people want your time and they want a soundbite. They want an interview because it is a, a, it is a big deal. I, I, I guess it is. I, <laughs> we're just simple-minded, simple people from Oklahoma cooking a little barbecue. Dave, who's on the team? Because, I, you know, I know you're the, the face, but uh, are you cooking with teammates regularly? My brother comes to probably 85% of them, yeah. And that's uh, Martin, right? Martin, yes. So what's it like cooking alongside your brother and you get into an event like this? Uh, I'm assuming he was there with you for the American Royal at the Reserve as well. Taking down these super competitions, you know, somebody that you've obviously grown up with, he's obviously got some type of a, a passion for cooking as well. Does it make it even more special to have your brother alongside of you? And I know, uh, I you know, from time to time, uh, Levi probably gets out there with you, but he's busy with the butcher stand here at this point. But you know, going out with your family and winning these big things, does it make it that much more special? Oh, absolutely, it does. Um, his passion is drag racing, and my knowledge of, of cars is wiping the dust off the outside. I heard that. Uh, so I, I, I'm a wrench getter in his garage. I don't know much more than that. Um, uh, comes to barbecue. He loves helping out and cooking and doing all that. And he's a good cook, um, himself. But when it comes out there, you, this weekend, it was great. And, and it could have been a better weekend for me. I had invited my two son-in-laws. And this is the first road trip they took with us. And we got to go cook, and then we had a good cook. We had a great time, and then we we, we won. I mean, what's the chances of, of them getting to go? And we had a real good friend of ours from Prague, Oklahoma, and him and his wife went. So, man, we just had just a good group in our camp all weekend. So, man, it was just it was, it was wonderful just on the, on the ride even. Yeah. You got to look like a barbecue stud. You show up, it's a big, huge contest over the course of the year, one everybody wants to take down. You're showing up with all these people that know you're a good cook, and then, oh, by the way, we're going to win the grand championship here at the Jack this weekend. <laughs> well, I'm not about a big stud. I look like a big something. I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, let's talk about pellet cookers for a second, Dave. I mean, I, I don't know if there has been a more consistent firm believer in pellet cookers you got uh, a pair assuming that the trailer's still kind of set up the same way when i saw it in miami a number of years back you got yeah. a pair of no, no uh, yep, no pair of fec 100s in there i know at one point you had a yoder pellet cooker as well um i think there was a, a, a definitive point in time a number of years ago where things were trending to where everybody at least had one or was cooking on them or felt like you needed to have a pellet cooker in order to win. And then somewhere along the line that trended back towards offsets, specifically Jambo pits when we're talking about barbecue competitions. And then lo and behold, we're starting to see pellet cookers, I don't want to say come back, but at least be brought back up to the forefront again as a, a premier cooking vessel to win units. Uh, and also seeing a lot of popularity in the backyard. Do you think that your winning is helping bring back a, a popularity of sorts or a resurgence of sorts of pellet cookers in the competition world, or has it always been there? Oh, I think it'd be kind of crazy to think my winnings is doing it, but I, I, I feel that. But you're win you're using pellet cookers, Dave, and you're winning. I can't sit here well, and name 10 other yeah, people that are using them. Uh, there again, I'm a realist. There's a lot of folks out there winning on them. Um, so I, I'm just fortunate to be the one this week, um, being all serious. There's a lot of great cooks out there cooking on them. Um, the uh, pellet cookers, I think what the deal is, is with the pellet cookers, they think a lot of folks think they're just so consistent and all that. Well, you have to learn to be able to get your flavor out of a pellet cooker. Um you have to be a little bit different cook. You have to have a different mindset of, of how you got to use them to cook. Some pellet cooks, cookers cook so consistent that they don't put the, the grill slash wood flavor to them. So you have to know how to get it out of it to, to still make it a barbecue product. 
so that that that's a real trick. I still cook. I, the very first FEC I took to a cook-off is still in my trailer. I still cook on that one. I've added to it. I cook on a PG-500 grill. Um, that's all three pellet-driven. But I still cook on the very first one I ever started with. I still got it. Still cook on it. Dave, I want to completely switch gears here for a second. The last time, or uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, you were on uh, Steve Ray's show, the uh, the backyard uh, barbecue and uh, beer mm-hmm. swilling show or whatever it's called. And you talked about cooking a brisket and mentioned something that completely blew my mind. You've never talked about it here on the show, which means you like Steve better than me, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> you had mentioned that uh, A, separate the brisket, and then... The thing that really took me aback was wrapping brisket at 150 instead of the 165 to 170 because you're retaining more moisture at that temperature because it's not going through the stall and and doing that whole uh, evaporative moisture type thing. Yeah, well, that's just understanding the meat itself. Um, you know, stall, what people call stall usually is around the 170 mark. Um, but water actually starts dissipating from the meat between 148, 49, up to about 55, according to the actual meat itself. Um, but that's about the time frame when you start losing moisture into the, your cooker unit out of your meat. Um, so if you wrap it at that point, you're going to start um, steaming it just a little quicker, and it's going to going to get through the stall. If you wait till 170 or so to wrap your brisket, mm-hmm. um, there's 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 probably an hour's worth of moisture that you've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, if you wrap it quicker, you're going to have a lot more moisture piece of meat. Um, and then what you do is whenever it's cooking. The, the tenderization goes from about 175 to about 195. And people go, well, it's not tender. If you cook it fast, we're having to go up to well above 200, 25. Some folks will go into 210. Sure. But it's according to how fast they're going through that tendering moment. What, what a lot of folks aren't remembering or thinking about is they change the process in it. Like, let's say you cook to 205. And it gets to 210, and they say, oh, i got to open it up and vent it and cool it off real quick. But it goes all the way down to 195, and then you know, like, two hours later when they're slicing, it's like, oh, it seized up on me it's because it must have overcooked. Well, what it is is there, it, the, the meat is still tenderizing from 205 to 200 to, to 195, so it's actually still breaking down the collagens on the downswing mm-hmm. as well as the upswing. So it changes it. Um, I mean, it's still tenderizing it, and it's that way with the moisture. Even if you don't, if you wait to one seventy to one seventy five to wrap, you have lost a lot of moisture um, in there. And the best way I've always had to describe it to folks is water in in a muscle is let's just call it a live virus, and it has to stay alive or it dissipates. So if you take a full muscle. Where's the coolest spot for that moisture to stay alive? In the center. In the center of that meat. Right. That's right. So as you go to cooking it and the outside starts warming up and it starts warming all the way through the center of that meat, um, the outside part starts dissipating. So it's drying it out, drying it out. And if you wait till the center of that meat is 175, it's already dried out. So you're, you're way too late. And it reverses back to when you're slicing. Um, you know, a lot of chefs will tell you, you got to let that meat rest before you slice it or you lose all those juices. Right. Well, what you're, what it's actually doing it, the rest is a true statement, but you got to let the inside and the outside of that muscle fiber become the same temperature or when you cut into that meat, where now where's the coolest spot? It's on that surface. So all your moisture runs to that open face. And comes out onto your cutting board. And you're thinking, oh, my God, I got a juicy piece of meat. Well, five minutes after you slice it, if you look back at it, it's dry looking. Right. Why? It ran out after it was sliced. So you, you take a brisket that's a quarter inch thick, and you slice it, and then turn around and slice on the next slice. you got two open faces that's only a quarter inch apart. Mm. Those juices have ran straight out of that little old slice. 
because it's that's now the coolest spot. But if you cool that brisket off to say 150, 160, then sliced it, the the surface and the middle pe- section is going to be closer to the same temperature, so it will help retain the moisture in the slice after being sliced. Dave Bosca is putting on a brisket school unannounced, and uh, certainly no one appreciates that more than me. He is your 2018 Jack Daniels champion and will reign as such here over the next 12 months. Dave, it's been a great season. Uh, The reserve at the Open was great, and so was the conversation after that, and then uh, taking down GC this past weekend to be a Jack Daniels champ. Uh, I think Steve said it best that, you know, there's some of us that kind of know you and have known you for years, and, and there's this kind of uh, uh, either perceived or real personal connection to, to somebody that's won a, a huge championship, and that's you, uh, because a uh, great guy, great business guy, and a great barbecue guy. Uh, so, Dave, appreciate you taking the time once again to share it with us, and uh, we'll catch you again soon. Greg, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you having us on, and I just want to tell everybody, thanks so much for all the, the accolades and all the handshaking, and it really means a lot to to all of us. We, we really appreciate it. There he is, Dave Vosca, Butcher Barbecue. ButcherBBQ.com. Yes, guests appear right. via the Traeger Grills hotline. Thank God. Yummy. Dave, breaking it down unannounced for me with the brisket stuff. Wow. There's going to be a lot of people asking when that portion is coming up in the replay. That'll be Thursday, hour number two. Always on Thursday in podcast. That's why you need to go live, baby. Right, Blowfish? Right, Hootie? I'm right. That's why you do this show live, because you get nuggets like that. Sterling Ball coming up out of the break. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Three different sizes to choose from. Tuffy Stone was just talking about cooking on a Green Mountain Grill when he was over in Holland, believe it or not. They got the Jim Bowie. That's the biggest one. They have the Daniel Boone. That's middle size. They have the Davy Crockett. So look, if you're in the middle of tailgating season or you really like to camp and you want to bring something with you that has that pellet-fired taste, you don't want to lug it around in your camper or trail it or whatever, like with some of the bigger Green Mountain options, then the Davy Crockett is what you want. Plus, if you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, right? You can just use your 12-volt outlet right in your car, truck, van, or SUV. It's perfect. Now, you want something a little bit bigger, as I had mentioned, the Jim Bowie, the Daniel Boone. Great cookers. You can bake, you can smoke, you can roast, you can braise. I love to do chicken wings on there. It's absolutely spectacular. However, if you want to do pizza, spend the 130 bucks, right, and get the pizza insert now you got pizza party. You can have barbecue party on Friday, pizza party on Saturday. If you want to do both on Sunday, you can do that. I highly recommend getting more than one Green Mountain Grill. Then you can have your Daniel Boone set up as maybe a standalone pizza and then your Jim Bowie as your dedicated low and slow. Come on. Are you kidding? GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Jason Baker and the gang out there appreciate their support. And we will be back with Sterling Ball right after this. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Fireboard Monitor up to six. That's right, count them. Six different temperatures simultaneously. You can connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Google Alexa, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. It's good folks over at Fireboard. All right, my last guest tonight appears on the show what I would call semi-frequently. He makes some of the best rubs in the business both for the competition of the Backyard Cook sells sauces, cookers as well. Oh, by the way, happens to be one of the most consistent and successful pitmasters on the competition circuit here over the last handful of years. This year's three GCs to the credit, four RGCs, 
That puts him 12th overall team of the year points race in KCBS. Tonight, however, we will be revealing the final king of the smoker roster. And we race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Sterling Ball. Sterling, how are you, buddy? No, I mean, I thought I was in the show Hall of Fame. You are? Jeez, oh, okay. I mean, I who's, Sterling, whose show you know is what? this? Oh, it, Remember, this is really me. Nice. I have to walk it out. I have to walk it out properly. I like how you walk. A Tennessee Walker. I like Tuffy opening up for me tonight. Yeah, did you think that he gave you the proper warm-up? Would you go over to Holland or wherever they were at to do barbecue stuff? Sure, I'd love to. I wish I had time, you know? I mean, what but else Greg, are you, what is, else you doing? Really, well, I did get a couple things, but, Greg, you know, this is so... I'm so happy this is the last time I have to select teams for the King of the Smokers. All right, so let's do because this. Next year... Let's, let's do this. Hold well, on. No one next, next, a yeah. Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. This is Greg Rampert reporting from the news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so let's get it out right here. Sterling, is this the last year for King of the Smoke? Yeah, we actually branded it Final Final. <laughs> this is this is it. Wow. And uh, what it's going to be is that um, Smithfield's going to take the date and have the Smithfield um, National Championship. And it's the Unified National Championship, so it's going to be in New Orleans, and you play, you uh, cook your way onto it. So as it's not an invitational in that way, uh, like the King of the Smokers. And, you know, the King of the Smokers has been really fun, really expensive. We've raised millions for, char- for charity, yep. which I think is awesome. Just the, uh, the elite team and cooking for kids programs were over $240,000 to uh, regional children's charities around the country, and it's still got nothing but abuse. But uh, so I'm happy to not do it anymore, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm really happy at who I'm going to invite this year. And, uh, you know, people have their own idea of the invite list, and that's fine. Uh, it's just I kind of have my own. And anyway, I always like to celebrate legends, and uh, we've got Chris Lilly who's Hall of Famer and obvious legend, and he won. He's a past champion. He won the first King of Smoker. That's right. Uh, uh, Just a fantastic uh, ambassador to the sport, as all these are. If anything you can do is look at guys like Chris, Duffy, Johnny, and Myron, and and look how they engage with the the fans and and look how they promote their sport. So the next would be Tuffy Stone, Hall of Famer also. Yep. Johnny Trigg, I love Johnny Trigg. Johnny Trigg took Big Papa Smokers under under his um, under his wing or under his holster, and uh, I love Johnny. And Johnny still draws the biggest crowd. It's fun to watch. Um, Myron Mixon, who when we were on Pimp Masters when we just started, and he really was pretty harsh on us. I uh, I like to invite him so I can. Remind him that he called us tailgaters back then. So Myron's coming, and we always love Myron. Uh, one I wanted to do since this is the last one is I wanted to invite the past champions. Mm. And the irony of the past champions is that most of them are pretty much out of barbecue now. Yeah, which is really kind of a kind of sad. But we have you know Tippy is coming, Ryan at Big T's is coming, wow. Scott T Little Big Town. Lucky, Blaine Hunter, past champion last year. So they all get an auto invite. As uh, uh, Blaine's is an auto invite from winning last year, and I wanted to bring these people back. I also think that surge of barbecue in that era with the Iowa boys was really healthy, fun, not clickish, and uh, I really appreciate what they did for our brand. And I'm really looking forward to getting to hang around with them at a contest. Are you, are you, do you feel confident that, and and I don't know it, so I'm asking you, but do you feel confident like a tippies or a big tease is going to be able to roll in and, and be competitive? Absolutely. And you know, I think these guys are, these guys are great cooks and you want to know something that the most important thing is that's the least thing I'm sure nobody wants to embarrass themselves. 
when you see the king of the smokers and they get the score sheet, everybody looks at the bottom first. Right. They just don't want to come in last. Right. But I think the beauty of the of the Tippies and the Ryans and Scott Keys and those guys is that it was about fun first and camaraderie and trophies second, and they they won their share of them all. So I think I think refreshing to to witness their antics, and I think they'll absolutely. Um, I don't think anybody that's cooking the contest thinks that they're pushovers. All right. Then we have this guy named Darren Ward. I mean, Darren and Sherry, they're coming here to, to beat us up in Indio this weekend. So is <laughs> Matthew and uh, from Boomerang and Brad from getting basted. But we've got a double header out here. But you got to just look at what Darren continues to do. And, yep. and Sherry's such a big part of it. But, I mean, he made a bold move, which I'll let him talk about, but in pork. But, I mean, he almost did it again. Those majors... You know, you go there and you look at the judging and you say, boy, it's a crapshoot. And it isn't for Darren. And it isn't for Tuffy, so I don't really think it is. But so Darren's coming. Now, the Smithfield Classic, and uh, the winner of the Smithfield Classic in Richmond, Virginia, got an auto invite. And it just so happened to be uh, Fred Robles. Right. And Fred has cooked IBCA and KCBS. And Fred's one of the cooking for kids. And he's leading that points chase, too. He was in World Food Championships I, uh, final table last year. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fred, Fred is just a great guy and a great cook. Uh, my, I get one pick for me. Actually, I pick the past in, but I do get every year one pick, and it's a wild card pick. And since it's the last, I want uh, Scott Nelson and Pigskin. who isn't cooking much <laughs> either, but I think I think Scott Nelson, you know, crawled out of bed and was RGC at the Jack. Uh, uh, he's my favorite. Year, he's one of my favorites, year. no doubt. Well, and he's he was in a contest, Wildemar, in California eight years ago, and it was our first GC, and he RGC'd. And he said, what are you doing with that double secret steak? I said, well, it's my prototype steak round. He goes, I love it. Can I have some? So we gave him the half a bottle. And he went back to Iowa and started killing and would tell everybody it's Big Papa Smoker. So Scott really has a lot to do with spreading our flavors and 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 getting us integrated in that Iowa way. Yep. So it's a nice way. And also, watch, you'll do very well. Oh, yeah. Now we get into the modern the modern section. We've got Boomerang, who's uh, you know kind of out of nowhere yeah. in Texas, tearing it up in KCBS. Matthew and Sarah are great people. They're coming. Um, you have Smoke Me Silly, who's uh, number three in the country. And they're um, always in it and win tons of contests every year. We have that the tallest man in barbecue, mm-hmm. Jim Shears, shake and bake, and uh, I like it when he dances down the aisle. Do when you? He gets a call. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got he's got moves. Yeah, can't miss him. Yeah. So then we have uh, you want to guess who's next? Think shake and bake. Uh, well, you already said year. you already Are said gate getting basted. So uh, no, Clark, I didn't say that. Clark, yet. I well, didn't say that yet. You didn't? No, it's getting basted. Okay, I'm no. right. Yep. Get, getting basted's coming. Then the pride of that Virginia area, Wolf's Revenge. Wolf. Oh, okay. Okay. A first-time invitee, uh, Bill at Smoking Hogs. Having a great year, great batting average, you know, won the jack. Um writes nice cookbooks and is a really nice man. I'm really hope he accepts the invitation. The wild card that everyone will be talking about on the chat rooms is bunch of swine, bunch of swines from England. Oh, they, they have RSVP'd. Yes. Wow. That's huge. Well, if barbecues wants to be international, um, they want the came here and won the Royal. Yeah. Uh, and their batting average over there is spectacular. And, you know, there's a tendency to want to discount it because it's over there, but I think they're 13 for 19th GC and RGC. Yeah. And they showed they can cook there. But let me tell you something else. One of the biggest parts about this is what kind of person you are out there. Okay. And Tuffy in Netherlands, Edward brought his pit from England to the Netherlands for Tuffy to cook on. And that's just one of the many things. They do. They're just really nice people, and I'm really happy to give them a chance to participate. Uh, like I said, it's a controversial pick. 
Ed, uh, Sterling. No more. When Ed what? when Ed won the American Royal Invitational that Tuesday, yeah. he came on my show. Did my show live at two in the morning his time because a he was a fan of the show, but he knew that it was a good spot for him to come in and recount. I told him I'd pre-record, no big deal. He's like, no, 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 I'm a big fan of the show. I'm coming on live, and he absolutely killed it. So, I mean, he is one of the good guys for sure. Yeah, and I think that this is, you know, the chemistry of the event is so important. And uh, as we do so, and you can't really talk about chemistry without talking about the big ginger. Travis Clark. Yes. Uh, I, I kept him back. Said, you know, Travis, you are right on the bubble. And the fact that, A, he's a two-time team of the year, the fact that he's a great cook, and the fact that he's the biggest ginger in barbecue that did it. So Travis is coming, and we love having him. Um, another one, uh, cooking for kids team, one-two barbecue. Just, you know, a really solid cook. When they show up, you know they're going to be a factor. Yep. Uh, Steve's getting invited, but really his daughters are. They're just sweet kids, and uh, I love the whole family situation that he brings. But I also think he absolutely could win this thing easily. No doubt. Um, We're starting to worry about this next one, whether one of the teammates would still be in jail. Hmm. But uh, Ted got out, and I've assured him that that Indian Wells, California, is a wet community. So Shigan and Grinnan is coming, (laughs) and they don't need to bring bail, bail money or anything. So, and we love chicken. There's not a party unless oh, chicken and grinning. They're great there. guys. I love those guys. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, Matthias Serrata from Texas, the, uh, the IBCA team of the year. Another really good guy. I think this might, if he's listening, he's signing out for the first time, but we're happy to invite him. And then Gray Street, who cooks very well in their area and is having a monster year. Uh, I think they're number five in the country, so Gray Street's coming. Now, that's 24, okay? Yep. But last year I had 25, too, because I just couldn't. I mean, how do you not have Butcher? Now, I've invited Butcher in the past, and we have a little controversy as to whether he declined or not. Uh, but well, he's, I hope he doesn't decline. He's this. put in a fantastic position, because I'm sure he wants to take part in King of the Smoker, but as I had just got done talking with him last segment before he came on, Sterling, I mean, he's obviously a pellet devotee, which goes patently against the rules of King of the Smoke. Absolutely. But I think he can cook on anything. And he won't He won't be able to use, he can't lose, use electronics. So I hope, I hope David uh, accepts the invitation. Um, I love him and his brother, and David's always... A kind. Yeah, I'll tell you a little thing about David. When we were first starting the banquets in San Diego, now I'm competing with him on rubs and stuff, but I'm also a dealer. Now, at the time, we had a guy who no longer cooks on our team. That I won't say his name, but he um, he just struggled at brisket, something fierce. And so I called David. Said, David, would you mind? And this is before people really shared. I said, David, would you mind helping uh, Jody and what's his name out? And he says, well, here's what I'll do. Show, i got to speak at the banquet, but show up at, at 10.30 in San Diego. Come to our room, and I'll trim and prep a brisket for you guys and show you and tell you everything I can short of cooking it. And uh, I've always been impressed if that's the kind of guy David Bosk is. Hmm. Do you have a gut feeling on what do you think he's going to come or not, 50-50 or less than that? Well, I'm going to tell him he's nothing if he doesn't come, so he'll come. <laughs> I think he'll come. I, you know, we'll find out. I mean, I hope he does. I, mean, I hope everybody comes. I mean, we spend a lot of time. And by the way, there are a lot of top pitmasters. Um, oh, yeah, you know one thing? I I have somebody looking out for me. I missed Lucky Q. No, you didn't. You said and that. Lucky Oh, I did okay. Yep. So my little texture said I didn't. Okay. Yeah, passed away. Lucky, you know. And by the way, the hotel's cleared Kate to cook pumpkin bars. Really? Look out, everybody. Yeah. Pumpkin bars yeah. are coming. That's newsflash. So, you know, that's. I think that's really fun. I mean, if, 
I think it's going to be a really good uh, chance. And once again, this event raises a lot of money for pediatric kidney disease. And yep. it's also our showpiece event to give out the money for the Cooking for Kids program. And um, I think it's a great chance for us to show uh, the Southern California people um, the best in barbecue. And as you know, after their last turn-in, there's half-hour classes until it gets dark. So yep. usually about nine classes, and nobody's ever said no to giving a class. Um, although I won't mention Darren's name, but he asked if he could just walk this year. Uh, but uh, I remember when, when Darren won his first brisket team of the year, I had him do the brisket class, and he said, I'm going to tell everything. Oh. And I have pictures. Every single guy, Donnie Bray, Travis, everybody <laughs> was standing like it was. Uh, they're, they're classic pictures. They, they were just as much uh, the crowd as the crowd was. Well, I think you'll see that in all of us, all of the classes. I mean, because we, we we let them choose their subject, and um, we go. I got to tell you, one of the things I want to talk about though too is that this is the Smithfield King of the Smoker. And Smithfield's kept it going for the last three years with us. And um, I'm, everybody knows how proud I am to be with Smithfield. Yeah. But I want to talk about the grant because the grant's deadline is tomorrow. Yep. And the Smithfield grant uh, has put $300,000 into the prize pool of American Barbecue Contest in the last two years. And that's nobody's come close to that. Mm-hmm. No sanctioning body, no company. It's 300000 and they don't care if you don't cook their product. They'd prefer if you cook the product, sure. but they're happy to write you a check. And what's really good about it is that they've used this grant as a way to help kind of uh, realign contests in their priority right now. And so it's obviously contests with good community support, uh, uh, a good payout that pays deep in every category and overall great charity. Um, they're branding the kids' queue and dessert. Um, and they're going to be giving out the grants again. And the contest that are listening to this, if you applied before and didn't get it, don't let that stop you. Right. This is free money. Right. This is free money, and it's money that um, that goes straight into barbecuers' pockets, which, you know, as the cost of barbecue um, goes up. I mean, and I'll tell you a little interesting facts about barbecue because we're getting ready for um people announce who's running for the board right and i sit and i read facebook and you know it's like a venom fest but i read facebook and uh everyone's always stepping over dollars to pick up pennies with with barbecue and they're worrying about whether it's kale or how much butt weighs or you know um how many teams for team of the year. And the real deal is we got to figure out a way of making barbecue sustainable. We've got to figure out ways of um, increasing the payout, lowering the cost. And right now, barbecues are the situation now where we are, as of October 2nd, we're pretty much even with where we were um, in 2012 Hmm. in number of contests. Um, we have a thousand fewer entries than we did in 2012 and about 3000 fewer entries than we did from our high year in 14 and 15. Okay. And the real alarming thing is that 21 in this year, 21.9 of the contests have 24 or fewer teams. teams wow. And there's one thing I can tell you as a promoter, a 2014 contest is not sustainable or viable right. unless you want a very low payout. Um, in um, in 2012, it was 13% of the contest. So we have 16% of the contests are over 50. Okay, it's actually 16.4. So there's more contests now under 24 than there are over over 50. And I think we've really got to look at this. I think that we have to look at how many contests we're sanctioning we got to look at how many judges we're training in. And we got to understand that the numbers are down. They're going the wrong way. I don't see anything proactive to address it. And the, the real bad number to me is that that growing number of, you know, contests that aren't even a qualifier. Uh, because I think that when you want to look at 
what contests are at risk in the future, those absolutely sure, are. Sure, absolutely. And right now I know the board, the board of KCBS is busy talking about changing the team of the year to, to strengthen the, the uh, 16.4, and I really think they need to be looking at how to get that, that, that 24 and under up. Sterling, anything else before I let you go tonight? And I appreciate you revealing the last King of the Smoker list here on this show. No, I just think uh, it's been a lot of fun. I, I would say something to the people that were so brutal, and I don't mean to focus on the negative, but, you know, we lost Sam's Club because of various reasons, but one of the big reasons was the um, how it was criticized so often. And, um, you know, you're not going to have somebody put $100,000 in a contest every year, like I have for now, it'll be the seventh year. And as long as they have, I mean, like Darren says, I didn't take away anybody's birthday. I didn't take away a national holiday. I didn't take a month of summer. I added a contest. Yeah. And I had a contest that paid well. And uh, it's, uh, I've had a great time doing it, but I'm really happy to hand the baton to Smithfield. What's the date? It's uh, this year? Yes. The 29th of November. November 29th will be the last, as we know it, King of the Smoke. Yeah, so like December 1st, that weekend, always the first weekend in this, the Miramonte in Indian Wells. Uh, you can go online, King of the Smokers, and get some tickets. They're, they're cheap and fun. Uh, there's a room block at the Miramonte. So that's what we got going. And Greg, I always appreciate, you've been very supportive of this over the years, and I really appreciate it. Absolutely my pleasure. It's Sterling Ball, pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, getting ready to throw down the last king of the smoker, the final final, as he had talked about here at the top of the segment. Sterling, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much. Jack, take the rest of the day off. Thank you. I will. There he is. <laughs> Sterling Ball. Take the rest of the day off, why don't you? All right, All I guests can do that. appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Take the rest of the day off. Mm-hmm. Take tomorrow mm-hmm. off, too, Sterling, if that's yeah, all right. So a lot of trucks for next year already. It's unbelievable. All right, we are over, but that was worth it. Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smokers, releasing the King of the Smoker list. Highlights to include Chris Lilly, Scott Key, uh, my guy Scott Nelson from... Pigskin, Shake and Bake is in. Bunch of Swines, the American Royal Invitational winner from England is in. Just to name a few. Is Dave, here's the question. Is Dave Bosca going to King of the Smoker? We'll report back next week on this show. We sure will. Quickly, let me talk to you about Southside Market and Barbecue. Attention folks in the business of barbecue. Let me tell you a little bit about Southside. First, established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu too. All meats processed in the on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available. Shipping nationwide via the FedEx or set it up through food service distribution like Cisco, U.S. Foods, or Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new from scratch. Private labeling opportunities also available. You've heard me talk about that for weeks now. Here's what you do. You visit southsidemarket.com for more information. And while you're at southsidemarket.com, use promo code BBQCentral. That's one word, BBQ Central for 10% off all online orders. Specifically for you live listeners and podcasters only. That's 10% off all online orders when you visit southsidemarket.com. And at checkout, use code BBQCentral, all lowercase, all one word, BBQCentral. That's Southside Market Barbecue. Try the beef sausage. Oh. You're in for a treat. We're back to wrap the show. Stick around. Be right back. Hey, what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes. And you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling all the time. 
Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. All right, running back here to wrap the show. Thanks again to Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers for joining me last segment and releasing King of the Smoker names. That's right, first time you heard them. Revealed right here on the show. Go ahead, podcasters. Hit me an email during the course of the week. Let me know out of that list who you think has the best shot at winning King of the Smokers. Maybe you'll win a prize. Who doesn't love free stuff? I love free stuff. All the way back in the first hour. Bob Trudnack, Barbecue Guru, Tuffy Stone, Cool Smoke, and Barbecue Hall of Famer. Big Mo Kason from Mo Kason's Barbecue. Mo was calling from West Australia. Shipping for lumberjacks, I think he said. Mo, was that right? Were you shipping, uh, fishing for lumberjacks? In the second hour, we caught up with longtime sponsor of this show and the 30th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue, and we went to the bullpen and called Sterling Ball in. And he released the names of the final King of the Smoker. There will not be any more as it is currently set up. Smithfield taking over, moving it to New Orleans. going to be a completely different setup. So you're going to have to play your way into that. More on that as time wears on. But this will be the final King of the Smoker the way it is currently established. So thanks again to Sterling Ball, BigPapaSmokers.com, his website. Big show for you next Tuesday, as always. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Don't forget to tune in to WINT Radio this coming Friday around 7.30 a.m. Eastern for your weekly visit from me. I get interviewed. That's fun. But until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe saying good night now.